This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. It's Friday night, which can mean only one thing. It's time for the Chelsea Fancast preview show. Uh, And I am, of course, Stamford Chidge. And I'm delighted that proper football is back. And uh, as ever, I'm joined by the efficacious Jonathan Kidd. Efficacious? Oh, does that mean I'm going to provide a remedy for the... I fucking well hope so, because I'm still feeling as sick as a dog, mate. Oh, Chidge. Yes, I am. I'm struggling through it all because I'm a trooper, mate. we did a bit better on In Off the Post. The first In Off the Post, we were both a bit turgid. That was a week ago, mate, and we were were death's door. We had the energy of uh, of limp squirrels. We had the uh, the energy of a Liz Truss, or should I say a damp lettuce. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, how are you? Apart from, you know, still being at death's door, how are you? You all right? Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you, yeah. I'm I'm doing a, a talk with Donald Sindon's father on Sunday. So I'm yeah. Do you mean his, do you mean his son? You mean his son, not his father? Yeah, well, but about his father. Yeah, oh, about yeah. his father. Okay. Yeah, yeah, his father. About his with Mark Sindon about his father Donald, who was one of the great English actors. Well, we'll never see the like again, mainly because it was so over the top. That, that nobody will, everybody has to be real and authentic now. Nobody will overact quite like that anymore. <laughs> well, he was t- terrific craftsman, craftsman of his uh, of his genre. Um, but yeah, thanks. So I'm, um, and I did a, I did a Mr. Bean this week, which was great fun. I did lots of, I did uh, eleven different characters for Mr. Bean. Fantastic fun. You'd like to give us a, a quick, uh, you know, well, uh, your, you know choice you choice some, selection from them. You get a security. You, I've got a cup of tea. Oh, oh, help! I got, I got some cup of tea. Sorry, and and, and I've got I've got a hot water bottle. Oh, sweet. he's got a um, sop with wherever he goes. Have you noticed this, Clayton? Doesn't matter man where he is. Got my old man Chelsea blanket. Look at yeah, that! Look, look at that! Look, look, look Spoiled rotten you are. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's my blanket. Yeah, it's the girlfriend's blanket. And um, uh, Mrs. Sopwith, then you do a lot of um, 
what they do is you give you a character to play a waiter, for example, and the waiter goes, who you are, sir? That's all he says in the wait in the scene. But he has to go. What happens is he does goes to to do his shoelaces and he goes, oh, you have to do everything. Oh, as if he looks his shoelaces. Oh, and he has to go because he's doing the shoelaces. Then he looks and sees that somebody has stolen the plate that he's temporarily put down. He goes, oh, oh, oh. So because it's, you know, it's kids, you have to do every single emotion is uh, is followed by a. Uh, a noise so uh and even you walk off and <laughs> so it's uh it's just great fun I love it. any more any more characters um uh, security guard very very annoyed no it's a bit more like that security guard very like that uh, no can't do that no what what are you doing it's for children he goes on a kid's ride it's for kids and then he has to get it and he goes in the ride and of course gets stuck Oh no! As you pull him out to the right, you know it's all of that. Right, one more for luck. Ah. Another character, please. I'm like a kid here, aren't I? Come on, Dad, do another one. Oh, it's a little bloke. They're watching TV. It's it's a turnover. Oi, stop! Oi, what are you doing? We're watching that. We like that. Oi, stop it! Oi, you stop it! Oi, oi, come back! Oi. What's the matter with you? That was really good fun, that. I really like that chicken. Oi, what's going oh, Look at that. We were impersonating him. You just have to, you know, whatever. You know, you brilliant, go on. Brilliant. There you go. I could do this all night, but uh, maybe one week we'll do this as sort of a fan cast. Uh, but we have guests, or a guest. He's kind of already semi-announced himself, but let's uh, let's, let's delude ourselves with uh, the uh, suspense, shall we, JK? Everybody at home, do you remember this? It is, of course... It is, of course, Mr. Clayton Beerman, the housewife's choice. Good evening. How are we? Well, we're we're both death door, but how are you looking? Rude health, mate. It's good to see. It's been it's lovely to see. You. We missed you the other too week. Too long, mate. Too long. Too long. Well, you too you. Long. I don't know. Why did you? What did you, did you book in a gig that you forgot about or something? Uh, the last time I had to bail, I yeah. can't actually remember. Oh no, it was, um, it was a surprise visit from my mother. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. And, um, unlike most mother-in-laws, mine's very nice. So, um, even, but that's irrelevant. It, I, obviously I was banned from, um, no, no, understand disappearing at half past seven on a Friday night. No, no, we understand. So here I am. No, it's lovely uh, to see you. Mother-in-law less. So, lovely um, to see you, old Bean. Indeed. Always lovely to see you. Um, I've been waving at you rather plaintively uh, every game that I've been at, and you've you've been just ignoring me, Clayton. You've you've not even looked over. I feel scorned. Well, you I feel like taken I'm... the hint because here I am. Well, no, clearly, <laughs> touche. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. You can already tell the direction that this show is going to take this evening. So without Great further ado... Yes. No, we must. Come on. Yeah, we will, we will. I mean, we're going to have a bit of, uh, you know, talk about the press, a bit of Chelsea news in part one. I'm afraid there's no uh, opposition view this week. because, uh, Well, mainly because I've been freaking ill all week and I just haven't had the time to, like, go and find a random Geordie. So, uh, and I don't have, I don't have really any what i would call geordie friends that could bail me out so uh we'll, we'll try and get one on for the return fixture i promise but uh, uh part two will therefore just be our our preview of newcastle united versus chelsea so before uh we get to that part one of course jk presser any any uh excitement from the presser it was really interesting mm, yes, no, presser. yes no i thought was really interesting 
You thought it was a bit dull. No, I, no, not really. I mean, it was well, a I bit more interesting because, than usual. Yeah. Well, I thought it was because there was one. The, the, well, the one problem with it was it was they kept about three um, beady journalists um, uh, asked him about Unkunku, and it kept going on about Unkunku, where he would play. Um, was he fit? Whereas at the very beginning, he'd said, no, he's not even on the bench. He's not ready. All he's been doing is training with us. So that was a, a very strange thing to pursue the the journalists, almost as if they'd been told that he was going to be a, on the bench. Well, he, he's not. He's not ready. He's not fit in the same way that Lavia isn't fit. He said he's ahead of Lavia, as you'd expect, because Lavia got injured much later. But he's not ready to be in the bench. But it's nice that he's training because they were all asking, where was he going to be playing? What position now that the team was settled? Where would he fit in? Would he disrupt it to play him? And these are all ridiculous questions, given that we're so far um, away from him actually starting. And when he comes on, he'll bring him on for 10 minutes, which case he may change the the formation accordingly. But um, uh, there was even an article in The Athletic about how um, if he does come in, uh, he may be able to revert to the four-two-three-one, playing with Jackson. Um, actually, not playing with Jackson, putting him on um, uh, somehow, moving Sterling into a different position. It was quite clever that the way they were working out. But it, it, and what they were saying essentially was that they, because he's he's not been fit, the team has evolved without him. Um, but I, from what I got from the press conference, I don't think they're going to buy anybody. Actually, in the in the in the window, I think they're going to wait for him to see how he. Well, we'll find out later January, in January. But I think at the moment, the feeling I got from the presser was that Nkunku is the man because he was the leading scorer in the Bundesliga last year and that they will use him somehow either. He likes to come in from the left, which means that um, you'd have to move Sterling somewhere. And uh, But I, I, I'm not even going to consider that at the moment because he's still not fit. But the, the gist of the presser as well... Um, there were some other. I made. I made a couple of notes. Actually, forgive me if I. No, no, no. I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm amazed. Let alone impressed. Well done. No, I've got one of the reasons. I. I actually thought it was the best presser that he's given. Wow. That's why I'm saying this. Okay. Because because he he even one of the questions he really enjoyed answering it and thanked the journalist towards the end. He nodded and went thank you because he felt it was a proper question and I think he got pissed off with something. They had a very different set of people asking questions well there was no whether... moose this week which of course immediately uh up, ups the intelligence quotient doesn't it yeah but i think i wonder whether they've been screening in some way simon johnson asked the last one but the um it was the um the question he loved was how did you how do you keep cole grounded the chap asked him considering that he's made so much progress which he has been completely what is he at eight starts completely brilliant cole has been evolved brilliantly from coming on as a sub and he actually said, you know, yes, good. We, we pushed them out of their comfort zone. It was lovely, a lovely insight into what they do in training. We push him every day, he says, and all we have to be tough to try to improve them. We do this with all of them, he said. Uh, and but he said, particularly we were talking about this. You have read my mind, he said to this man. And he then thanked the guy at the end. Um uh, he asked. He answered a question about Lewis Hall, which he said was the best decision for both sides because he'd have a good future. But if you look, Lewis Hall has hardly played for United and they've got 13 injuries, as we will discover when we talk about it. So he should have been playing. But Liveramento, he started. Liveramento has hardly started, been getting more minutes because he's old and been playing a bit better. But um, um, he asked about. Um, sorry, Clayton, if I'm going on, just finish this right, bit about right. this. Um, um 
And Kunku's still not recovered. Fafana has now joined in. He's running as well. Um, uh, they're trying to keep the shame there was a break, trying to keep the momentum, um, worried about the emotion of St. James because it's such a, a cauldron. But um, uh, And somebody asked him whether or not he'd actually been contacted for the Geordie job. And he said nobody ever because he was a front runner. And it goes to show you the ridiculousness of when <coughs> you know somebody is linked with a job. And apparently he was linked you know, at five to one with the job or something. And the reality was, he said, I had no contact at all for the Geordie job. Drop uh, job, um, uh, But also intelligent questions from the very first guy. You could see he was onto it, Poch. And he actually started expressing himself better. Very in intriguing, intriguing setup. Um, he actually admitted um, that, the, that they spend time together on and off the pitch. And he finds that very important, which I didn't know as much, that they spend time off the pitch together and he thinks that's a so it's creating a um a really friendly environment with the players bonding hugely um and he then had a very good thing to say about um they they clearly struggle against teams with less quality get using the expression less quality and he said it's part of the process because they're young men who need to mature and we have to be patient and he said the problem is being chelsea Great expectations for Chelsea creates nerves when you play a team with less quality. And I'm I'm quoting him. And he's why he was talking so well. You get frustrated. And he's it's more important is our balance was the word he used. It wasn't quite the right the word. Be consistent in the way we think about these things because we do very well. We're doing very well against the top teams. The lesser teams, we panic. We give the ball away. We try and do too many, too many difficult things. Um, he said it's different now because the perception is different because we're winning. But Newcastle will be a strong, tough fight because they're a very competitive side. He absolutely loves Ernie Howe, one of the best coaches in England. Uh, Newcastle were bottom. He blew huge smoke up his ass. He said he's one of the best talents in England and Europe. So really intriguing. But it was a very, very positive press conference, which I think goes with the fact that we've had two, even though there was the the break, which he hopes for the momentum to carry on, um, uh, it, it's um, it was a very positive, um, upbeat press mm. conference, the best press conference of the season, and and that he's given. Fantastic. Okay. Well, there you go. Praise indeed from J.K. I think it also has something to do with the fact that Moose wasn't there to ask stupid questions. Mm. Asinine would be a word invented for Moose, I believe. Clayton, let's pick out a couple of those things. Thank you, J.K. I like this. This is From now on, I deem it, in my Royal Wave sort of way, I Thank now you. deem this an official Chelsea fancast feature. Okay, We open that. up Friday night shows with J.K. giving us the lowdown from the presser. I love this, not least because it means I don't have to watch it. <laughs> but uh, as, it, as if I ever do. But, Thank you. Uh, but I feel, but feel because of my, my looking so forensically at Potter last year, I feel I'm allowed to look no, at these. I think it's good. No, it's a really good summary. Clayton, picking up from a couple of those things. I mean, you know, they did. Uh, I did actually watch it, and they did ask a lot about Unkunku. And uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm, I'm very pleased that he's being very level-headed about this because you know we're all old gits. We've been around the block. This kid is not going to start his first game in, I don't know, let's say two or three weeks' time and hit the ground running because he is not going to be match fit. He's, and as Poch said, actually, he's going to get, have to get used. He's going to have to acclimate to the Premier League. I think it's really encouraging that our manager is being really sensible about this and hopefully lowering those expectations a bit. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the thing is that 
we, like most Premier League clubs and probably most clubs, are driven by analytics and the medical staff and they won't let him. They won't let him. I mean, you can see what they're doing with Reese James. He's not playing full 90 minutes. And they're just being very, very careful with anybody that comes back from an injury. Um, the problem with Nkuku is he's our saviour. Well, you know, he came from the same league that Timo Werner. He came from the same team as Timo Werner. He did the same things as Timo Werner. I'm being flippant because I, I you know, there there are, and I've I've heard Julian Laurent, um, who I think knows more about French football than quite a lot of us, say that he's the best player since Mbappe in terms of skill and forward play. So I think he is a very good player. Um, but like most players, and and the 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 thread includes Ivan Tony, all these players have become brilliant by not actually being anywhere near a football pitch. So, yes, I, I think that Poch is um, is great to manage expectations. The thing that hacks me off about these press conferences, well, there's two things, actually. One, the way the room is set up, you can't actually hear what question is being asked, which is just absolutely farcical. Um, Club can't afford a mic for the journos. Well... Uh, the, the the second thing is that you don't actually get any information because, I mean, I watched it and I, I don't know if I missed it, but did anybody actually ask him who's injured and who's not available for tomorrow? Nope. No. Well, what, what's, you know, that that's what I want to know and I uh, and that's what the fans want to know. Yeah. Um, so I'm going slightly off, off piece, but yeah, I mean, he is good in press conferences because he actually takes the trouble to listen to what's being asked and answer it. And as JK said, questions today were intelligent, apart from the third person to ask him about Nkuku. And there was somebody else who basically asked him a question. He said, you asked me this months ago. <laughs> and he just called him out. And he went, no, you asked me this month ago. And it's still no. <laughs> so, um yeah, I mean he's look, he's 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 a good lad and 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 appears to be a good lad and he seems to be what you see is what you get and he's he's sort of very much he's not quite as spiky as Thomas Tuchel but Thomas Tuchel again I think what you saw was the man. Well, I, I think I'd add to that actually and and compare it to our previous manager um which is that this is a man who is comfortable in his own skin and in the job that he's doing. I mean, and that's that's what you get from an experienced manager, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. I th I think that's probably right. But I mean, Potter was an experienced manager. Not not you know? not at this level. No, but he was still an experienced manager. Um, you know, you get asked a question. There's the question's a question. Um, he wasn't experienced at this level in terms of football and and that that's oh, what found and, and dealing with the media scrutiny i would suggest as well well yes i i think that just became too much for him i mean it, it it's not like he didn't have exactly the same journalists in exactly the same press conferences asking him exactly the same questions so yeah i mean i i think that I think the best thing to do is just sweep him under the carpet and let's I not talk. Agree. Let's draw I'm, a line. Just, can I just put, can I draw a line as well and say I kept saying at the beginning that it worried me that 
he was so incompetent at the press conferences. And I remember um, having discussions where we said it doesn't matter what he says at the press conference, what he does on the pitch. But I actually felt that we what we got was a um, um, an unprepared, uninterested, um, uh, unskilled individual and i'm afraid that was reflected in the team's performances so i actually think it, it, it is important what you get at a yeah do you know what jk i mean it, it, you're right it's easiest easy for us to to uh you know um hide behind the it actually come on boys it only matters what happens on the pitch but actually i yeah. think i think you're right if you look back through you know managers past uh the most successful ones have been the most adept at the presses. Uh, you know, I mean, I think Poch is good. I think Tuchel was exceptional. Uh, Ancelotti was great. Mourinho was obviously great. Benitez was a was a buffoon, as we know, and just hor- he was just nasty. I think uh, AVB looked like an idiot. Potter looked out of his depth. I think it, I think I'm beginning to I'm I'm, be, I'm being persuaded by your point that actually, do you know what? Maybe they are more important. I mean, we've always said that the the, the you know, in, in spite of the inanity, in, in, in inane questions that are asked, and therefore the inane answers that are given, it's the only chance we get as supporters to hear from the manager, and and he needs he needs to remember that because he's speaking to us, and we want them to speak in a certain way, and that's what did for Potter, I think, because there was no kind of understanding by him that. This is Chelsea Football Club, and and we expect a certain kind of thing coming out of the manager's mouth. I also felt he was so obviously so dreadful at it. He should have improved, and the fact that he didn't improve just spoke volumes to me that he wasn't really making the effort. It wasn't important to him, and he he the fact he didn't get that similarly gave me a feeling that his mindset was wrong. Yeah, the job. interesting. Listen, you know, do you know what? I, I, there 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 is more than a grain of truth in this because basically I have. There's been circumstances, not necessarily with Chelsea managers, but with other managers. And, you know, you, you listen to to some managers and you think, yeah, I'd run through a wall for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd listen to other managers and you think you couldn't inspire me to open a packet of crisps. And I just basically it, think... Even if it was given to you by Bruce Buck? Even if it was given to you by Bruce Buck. <laughs> that, would, that would have been nachos, not, not, um, not crisps. Not walkers. Um, but 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 that's exactly right. You know, you just you listen to these people and you think you couldn't inspire anything. Mm. You just you just not what I want to be. You know, I want to be listening to. So yeah, I think there is there is a an element of truth in that. Definitely, indeed, there is. Now, um, this time last week, I think I think it was I think it was this time last week, or it might have even been uh, actually on. Did we do a show on Monday, Jacob? Was it Tuesday? I we did. We, no, I think. Well, did we do Tuesday? I Tuesday. Was, I think it was Tuesday, Tuesday. wasn't it? I mean, I'm so completely fucked that yeah, I can't. Yeah, because I, I was a bit. I was a bit poorly on the Monday. I know. I mean, I can't. I can't even remember. It's uh, you know, it's 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 kind of like that, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, you know, there was kind of some breaking news that that that's caused a bit of a. a I, I dare dare I say meltdown in the the Chelsea flan base. Um. And that, of course, is that Everton have just been uh, sanctioned by the Premier League for uh, falling foul of the FFP and, as a consequence, have been uh, deducted 10 points. They already have been deducted, those 10 points, and they're now uh, second from bottom as a consequence. And, of course, I mean, I think half of this in the media was, uh, you know, it's quite horrible, actually, how how wanky football and football social media is you know so everybody even the journalists were doing this everybody's now pointing the finger at Chelsea 
and Man City. Man City, who apparently have got 115 infractions. And Chelsea, of course, as we know, uh, discovered uh, some improper payments and things like that under the Abramovich regime, which the club have brought to the Premier League's attention, uh, you know, not not kind of fessing up. But I think it it all came as a result of their very stringent due diligence. Um, so everybody's now pointing the finger at us and saying, well, if Everton got 10 points, then City and uh, Chelsea will have to be relegated. I mean, is, is this a case of nothing to see here at the moment, JK? Um, I discussed it with a solicitor friend, but I'm sure Clayton would be. Um, as well, you, you have one, you have one here. You have a solicitor friend here. Indeed, as I said, Clayton will will know. So, um, um, uh, I don't think it matters that we've warned them and given them a hundred million. You perhaps you'll correct me because it was a hundand million. No, they, I don't text. think they've given. Well, they, they gave them something that was for something else. This is for something different. But they have no, actually. I, I, no, no, I no. They've got a hundred. No, they've got a hundred million that they set aside from yes. their their uh, bidding price to cover. Because this. Yeah, I, I think it it's because them, yeah. they found in their due diligence that there yes, are a lot. Indeed, of, yeah, indeed. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I that's think they paid them ten million so far. Yeah, so far they have. Yeah, so they're aware of it. It's just a question of um, whether the I think it's seen to influence um, considered that it's influenced results, isn't it? The particular purchases, which no doubt it will be poured over forensically by lots of the legal minds of um, of Britain. Um, uh, the, the the keenest legal minds in the world. I see that that uh, Murray Rosen KC is running the Everton um, uh, in, investigation, and he was a right winger in my school team. So, um, what what what, uh, what what kind of a right winger are we talking about here? Uh, he was a right winger who would um, kick the ball past. Oh, that the kind goal, of a right John winger. Wright Phillips like and run after okay. it. And, uh, Just checking. Kick it at the goalie, but um, yeah. So. Uh, um, um, my, my young daughter is coming in here to uh, to say goodnight. <laughs> night night. Night night. Good night, my darling. Oh. Lovely to see you. She's so um, cute. So... Thank you. Yeah. Love you too. Um, and uh, <laughs> his so brain's pro- gone to fudge now. It's, yeah, one, it's wonderful it's, to see. It's Who are you? Yeah, yeah. Bang well, him on I the know. head and tell him he's Pele. I don't know who I am, but he's gonna look. Here she comes, gonna hit me on the head to tell me I'm Pelly. Tell me I'm Pelly. You hear that, Night Chidge? She's yeah, saying. I know. She's right, of course. Oh, there we go. While up on the head, uh, Murray <laughs> Rosen, who is a right was a right winger at your school, right? Yes, he, he's running the Everton investigation apparently. But he, um, <coughs> um, uh, I, I, I fear that, as I said, I fear that if it's if it's stuff that influences, um title winning i don't know what the payments were i think they were extra payments to players but once again it, this is a an area i have no knowledge of and uh um if it influenced a player coming in how do they then deduce whether the season was improved by that player and then enhanced their uh their abilities to win a title because there's been conversation hasn't there about about um titles being forfeited i don't quite know how they're going to do that so uh whether that has any any credibility or even works at all, or anybody cares, because we've been through all the 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 joy of sort of uh, of the winning the trophy. Um, but I'll be intrigued to see. I think it may run and run, and, and I don't know how long these things, uh, how they come to a quick conclusion, given that there will be this barrage of counterclaims from the clubs. So, 
don't it's know. interesting. Isn't it? Should we ask our solicitor friend? I what think he we thinks? should ask the. Yeah. the I think we're getting very quickly. We're digging a massive hole and getting a, a, getting kind of to Potteresque levels of out of our depth. Okay, so all all I'll say on the subject is the fact that some of yes that we fessed up in terms of due diligence. And I'm not right in saying that there's been a leak at some Maltese firm who have let about, was it 5 million pages worth of stuff leak out? And I think the Guardian picked it up and some poor bugger in a room actually just sat there doing a word search probably for Roman Abramovich or whatever. And I recommend that if you have time, and this is to you guys and, and and anybody listening, that you download an episode of The Game, which is the Times podcast, and it's called Crime and Punishment. And it's basically their normal, um, it's their normal gang of people, but they've got Jonathan Norcroft, uh, Tony Cascarino, Martin Samuel, and it is absolutely brilliant. It is fascinating. It's on this, it's on the Everton situation, it's on us and Manchester City. It doesn't delve into specifics, but the the thing that comes out of it, which is absolutely brilliant, which is basically from Martin Samuel, is the fact that this is all bollocks. (laughs) FFP was brought in by the richer clubs to basically protect their position at the top of the tree. And the whole thing about financial irregularities is not so much people going out and doing things under the table. It was supposed to protect clubs from going out of business. And it's all now got lost in the ether. And what they're basically saying is, you know, Everton, easy target, a, quote, smaller club who tried to do something better. And you've got all these, they they give a lot of examples of, and I'm using the word smaller, not in a derogatory way, but smaller clubs who have tried their best to to build something, use money to build something, and have ended up, you know, and they sort of talk about Portsmouth, you talk about Leicester, and, and what's happened to them. And what they're saying is that, yes, okay, you don't want people going out and spelling gazillions, and making it an unfair playing field. But then they make the point, well, if 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 a side is owned by a sovereign state, then what can you do? You can't, you know, you can't do anything. But the fact that, you know, one team is owned by a local businessman and one's owned by, you know, a, a sovereign state. Take your money. And, and And the other point they're making is you can only put 11 players on the field. Okay, the substitutions, but it, it, I, I highly recommend because it's actually a really, really good listen, and it just basically says what a nonsense all of this is, and the fact that we are now spiralling into a ridiculous situation because of the Everton situation. Like Spurs as well, yeah. X number of clubs suing Everton because they got yeah. relegated, yeah, and Everton didn't, and it is just it's really interesting, and and so the point is that you don't know what the time period is for man city and some of their charges go back to 2009 you don't know what the time period we haven't even been investigated yet so it will inevitably happen but i just think it's just gonna continue and continue and uh, and and the 
you know, they said this is the VAR of football clubs now. Yeah. You know, how far are you going to go back? Exactly. I, 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 what are the consequences? If you take our title away, are you going to lose the enjoyment that you had at Bolton? Nope. No. You know? Well, I, th- I think it. I think it's worse than that potentially, mate. Because I think. I think number one. I think actually, what's going on is the Premier League are are basically trying to flex their muscles to prove to the government that they don't need an independent regulator. Um, I mean, I know that the Tories actually committed to that in the King's speech, didn't they? Um, yeah. But I, whether they'll be here long enough to enforce that, who, who knows? But uh, I think that's what the Premier League are up to. And I have to say, if they come after City and us. And let's let's say let's let's worst case scenario it, and they decide to relegate us both. You can wave goodbye to the Premier League because City, City and Chelsea will just say, "Well, fuck you." Here comes the European Super League if they do that, you know, because that you know, Bowley and Co aren't going to sit there and say, "Oh, you know, it'll be jolly good fun going to Rotherham away on a Saturday afternoon." They'll say, "Well, no, fuck you. We'll just form the European Super League then." I mean, basically, the the top six clubs are the Premier League's bread and butter. They are why they make billions every every year or every every TV deal. Then I cannot see in any world that they are going to enforce something like a relegation on City or or Chelsea because of the jeopardy that they would put the entire league in if they do. Well, they just it just goes straight to the courts. Well, they'll be tied yeah. up for years, won't they? In in, yeah, in legal courts yeah. and what have you. And I can assure you that the people in the championship don't want Chelsea and City going down there because basically effectively means there'll just be one place for a for a promotion. Yeah. So they don't want that either. You know, it's like it's like when you've got shit refs like Anthony Taylor who basically are crap and what's their punishment? They get sent down to the championship and the championship says, Well, you know, we don't want your shit refs. Why should we be dumped on? Well, they might not even let City and Chelsea in because, remember, it's a different league. It's not governed by the Premier League. They have their own governance and they could say, fuck you, we don't want them. And then who, where are they going to play? Uh, European Super League. That's that's the end game in this, I think. Discuss. No, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm wondering whether... They would think, you know, it, it, it'd make wonderful telly if if they were relegated or there was a terrible sanction put upon them. You know, you'd follow them around. Would it mean, or, or would would somebody invest in the um, uh, in the championship to see how it worked out? You know, whether they got wonderful viewing figures for that. You just whether somebody stirs the pot in a way that makes it really attractive. It's just it, never going to happen. No, it I wouldn't mean, happen. It wouldn't happen. It would go yeah. to court and it yeah. would drag on and yeah. on and on and it would do no favours to anybody. Mm. Well, interesting stuff. Watch this space. I think this will, will run and run and run, as they say, for possibly years. It's going to be fascinating to see how the Premier League try and screw up the golden goose. Um now, uh, we were talking about uh, Chelsea possibly not being able to afford a microphone for the journalists who, to ask questions at the presser. Well, I was anyway. I can guarantee you that this would never happen at a Chelsea fan cast presents live at the Troubadour gig. Am I right, JK? Oh, never, ever happened there. No. Nope. We have a microphone and we have Dan Silver, who is quite often Mickey Microphone, who yes, passes we've got the microphones mic- as well? We've exactly. got all got. There are four microphones, in fact. Exactly. Now, if you don't believe us, you can come and find out for yourself because we have our next uh, Chelsea fan cast uh, presents live at the Troubadour on December the third, Sunday, December the third. It'll be after the Brighton game. 
the doors at the Troubadour will open at 4.30, so you should have enough time to get from the game. We'll probably kick off about 5 o'clock in all reality, but uh, you've got plenty of time to get there. And it is uh, with two, not just one guest, we have two, and we have arguably the greatest strike partnership this club has ever seen, and it is Kerry Dixon and David Speedy. How about them apples? Um, obviously, they'll be talking about the Brighton game, but mainly we'll just throw it open to the floor and you can ask as many questions as you jolly well like. Now, the tickets, as always, are 20 quid and you can get them at ticketweb.uk. But hurry up, as Mr. Uh, CFC UK might say himself. I mean, seriously, hurry up. They're nearly all gone. There's literally a handful of tickets left. Uh, it's limited numbers at the Troubadour because it's, it's a limited capacity. So... You know, if you want to come along, you better hurry up because I reckon it'll sell out probably, well, it'll sell out before the event. There's, I'm pretty sure of that. So, you know, get on it. If you want the, the link to uh, TicketWeb, uh, I've got it posted, uh, pinned on the Chelsea Fancast Twitter page. It's also on our Facebook groups and our Instagram groups and all of that jazz. So, uh, but I, I mean, if you go to TicketWeb.uk and just pump in Chelsea Fancast, you will find it, I'm sure. But Kerry Dixon... David Speedy, it's going to be a corker, isn't it, J.K.? Yeah. Well, Mickey Thomas was wonderful. And um, uh, this strikes me as being uh, intriguing. Well, they all are. Every single one has been great. The the fact that all of these guys can um, talk so vividly and loquaciously about their time at Chelsea makes the evenings just um, superb. And um, Kerry's always already been on his own, and Kerry is a very accomplished um, speaker and uh, about his career and very amusing and forthright um, as once again as they've all been yeah and um, uh, um, it'll just be a great evening it and will. you say there are very few tickets left it's really caught on yeah. I think it's worked because we're doing it at the end in the middle of a game is at the after a game as well so it'll be there are more people keen to come down because it's difficult when you do it on the, on a Sunday without a match but nonetheless um, well that's the plan going forward we're going to do yeah, them on a match day absolutely yeah. but uh, yeah. no it's going to be great and they were a wonderful partnership we were discussing during the week whether they were in fact the best partnership I put forward Hasselbank and Good Johnson but they didn't play as often together and um, and then I I, uh, I rather um, revealed my love of them both by going deeply into their uh, their ability to uh, refer to each other on the pitch and help each other out because they were joyous to look at and what a great player Speedy was. I think personality-wise, he, he, he complimented Kerry with his aggression and his uh, feistiness and his competitive spirit. They're a great couple and they're, they're already at the uh, the under-the-bridge night for the 83-84 side, both revealed um, uh, how well they get on and how well they spar with each other and uh, it's a and how well Speedo spoke, and how, as we know, how well Kerry speaks. So it's going to be a really good evening. It will. Clayton, you coming along, mate? I hope to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, enough said about that. The better. We're going we're gonna to go for a quick break, and then we'll be back for part two. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Cheech, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. 
the thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show with me, Stamford Chidge, and. Uh, uh, I have, of course, as, as always, uh, my uh, uh, the, the the hinge to my bracket, the Ooh. the wise to my Morecambe, Mister Jonathan Kidd. The ball to your cannon, um, indeed. Yeah, indeed. Um, the chuckle to uh, my brothers. Hey, lovely to be on the show. Thank you. And uh, of course, we've got a lovely guest, one of our favourites, haven't we? We have, we have. It's uh, Mister Clayton Beer and uh, housewife's choice. Aye. Lovely, lovely to be here. Bah. Lovely to see you, mate. Always is. Right, now, uh, of course, it's part two. No no opposition view this week. Sorry about that. It's just down to me being ill and uh, not being bothered to, and not having any Geordie friends. That's probably the easiest way to put it. Uh, hopefully next week. Who have we got next week? Is it, uh, is it Brighton? Oh, I'm away next week, aren't I? So it'll be up to Dean. I'll pass him a Brighton contact. There's bound to be some spiky Brighton Brighton fan who hates Chelsea to embarrass themselves on the show next week. Anyway, as we all know, we start with, in part two, our preview of the uh, the game with Chidge's team selection, don't we, JK? He's excited, you see? It's, it's all. It's, it's not fake. He really is that excited. Uh, the team selection uh, for Chidge... Well, here's the thing, JK and Clayton. I, I cannot see any reason to change the team one iota. So I have gone for what we started with against City, which, of course, is Sanchez, Cucurella, Silva... Dizazi, James, Caicedo, Fernandes, Moises, 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 Fernandes and Gallagher, Sterling, Palmer and Jackson. I do not see any point in changing that whatsoever, apart from one teeny weeny thing. And I do wonder, uh, and I'm I'm sure both of you will comment on this, but I do wonder uh, about two things. Uh, First of all, Enzo and Moises have, uh, of course, been halfway around the world. I'm wondering how they got back yesterday, I think, and I, I'm wondering how, how knackered they might be. 
Uh, so they might have travel fatigue. And, and Enzo's form of late has not been huge because I think he is a bit knackered and he's been kicked all over the place. So that also intrigues me. But there we go. Other than that, that's what I would pick, JK. Yes, I agree with you completely. He actually mentioned it rather cagely at the beginning of the press conference. First thing he mentioned, I think, whether we came in too late to it, but uh, he said they'd only just got back um, and he specifically mentioned them. Did Silva not go out to play? Does he not play for Brazil? No, he's anymore? no longer playing for Brazil. No longer playing for Brazil. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think by the hinted way he said it, I'm not convinced either of them will start, which I think will completely imbalance the side because they're doing so well as a threesome. But as you say, Fernandez in the City game was absolutely shattered after about 25 minutes and uh, was, was blowing out of his backside from... Um, uh, for, for the last 10 minutes of that, you could tell. But he also, as I explained to you before, is that because I've been been just um, taking little snaps of them, um, following him around, he, he is really, a, he's, he's more combative and competitive than you would think, Fernandez. He really gets stuck in. He, so he, what you're seeing is a huge amount of effort. And if he's not 100% fit or he's a bit knackered, it's not surprising. And they've got those little things on their backs that tell them how much you've... Uh, you've overdone it and they whisk you off because he didn't last very long in the city game did he um but he did it he put in a shift i mean I, i'm i'm he's got a lot of criticism on um uh on x at the moment uh for not being good enough in comparison with the others and gallica seems to have um rightly so have been praised for his fantastic efforts in the last few games because he's been fan- he's been fantastic been brilliant um Whereas they're now having a go at Fernandez as as being nowhere nearer, um, you know, a, a huge 105 million, whatever. Best it was. ignored, mate. And yeah, oh no, of course, best ignored. But nonetheless, um, there's that element of it because he, 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 there's a difference. You know, it's like Ivanovic. Um, uh, sorry, um, Ivanovic. Um, Kovacic gave up last year um, after he came back from the World Cup and didn't run around. But looked extremely exhausted. But still didn't run around anyway, even though he looked exhausted. Whereas uh, Fernandez just looks really tired after he's been putting in his efforts. But he does. He runs box to box. Bloody hell. Defence running right up the other end, really making a huge effort. I mean, I, hats off to him. If what if Is he supposed to get fitter and fitter or is he only a 70-minute player? I don't know. Um, and James, uh, interesting, he got a mention saying that he was getting fitter and fitter in the presser. Um, and they were very pleased with him. So let's, you know, not put the kibosh on it and hex it by not bad for the not bad for the second best james in the family hey not bad absolutely yeah i I went last night by the way and um uh um kerr what's her name um yeah sam kerr scored the third goal was absolutely fantastic i mean off balance um falling over still managed to get the foot to the ball to lob it over the goalkeeper it was exceptional. Yeah, they are seriously skillful that side, aren't they? Oh, I, I, I watched the Liverpool game live, and I couldn't believe. I mean, Lauren James, fuck Lauren me. James, Lauren James, a class above, absolutely world class, so, so silky, yeah. absolutely brilliant. But this, there was an, there was a huge kind of ha ah, from everybody yeah. there when she got the ball in because you thought, you know, she's not going to get anywhere near this. She was being challenged by two two girls who pushed her off balance. You just got a foot under it at the last yeah, second. No, Went over the, sailed beautifully over the goalkeeper. Ah, oh, wonderful. Brilliant. Um, but um, 
Uh, yes, yeah, so so yeah, he he'll obviously keep playing because uh, he 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 added something to the side the other day with that, which we know he will every time because he's a class act as well. Um, and Dazazi is uh, is such a man mountain, my goodness me. Um, and I don't think that Colwell gets in uh, at the moment if Cucurella is playing as well as that. Um, and I wonder whether how how they'll set it up when Chilwell gets fit. It'll be some way off, of course, because he, he's got a dodgy hammy. Um, um, Sterling's playing playing out of his skin with, with lovely Maisie dribbles that he did when he first was at Liverpool, which we're seeing back for the first time. And um, Jackson, despite being um, nowhere near the player that we saw in, in pre-season and looks a little bit in, incapable of really working out what he's supposed to be doing, has scored four, five goals, isn't it? And the number of times we've discussed um, failing strikers who just don't score, even Torres and Kesman. And uh, um, I mean, Maratta did at the beginning and then got worse and worse. But at least Jackson's scoring, which is an enigma to say the least. Um, and one, the wonderful Palmer who's playing out of his skin. What a signing that is. And I love the fact that he's become a, um, a favourite in such a small amount of time. Because we love a favourite at the bridge, don't we? We love somebody to get us out of our seats and uh and he's been doing it he's been doing it he he has a he has a really terrific burst of speed palmer as well and a, an eagerness to get the ball and a cockiness that i love that um is almost is a bit city like isn't it it's a bit easy you can tell that he's been he's been sculpted by playing for city because there's a kind of let's look out for what options i've got and the huge amount of time on the ball he has which is the sign of a a really terrific player, indeed. So, uh, but I, I, I fear. I don't know who's going to come in if neither Casido or Fernandez, oh, o- 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 whatever his name is, Les. Yeah, yeah, yeah Les. Okay, yeah, and and um, possibly um, uh, who will be the other one? Um, uh, who's the other? Who's the other midfielder? Chidge. Who's the defender? The um, defensive one, not Okachuka. Who's uh, uh, not Les? Who's the other one? You lost uh, me. Yeah, the other there is, mid. There, is, there isn't another one. Isn't there another one? one? This is a point I was going to make. Huh. Um, I mean, if if those two aren't playing, who who comes in? Well, you probably cha- have to change the formation, or you put Cucurella in there, I suppose, which I'd rather not. But uh, exactly, you know, I could see you doing. It. I mean, Clayton, are you? I mean, are you in broad agreement with not changing a? You know, I mean, that was the. Do you know what? Finally, I talked to Kerry today, and uh, he, he informed me that we hadn't discussed the City match much to his annoyance. Uh, and uh, he he was saying, and I mean, I agreed that that was you know the best performance I've seen Chelsea put in for years. You know, arguably going back to the Juve game, or possibly the Real Madrid game, but it was it was really really good. So you, surely you wouldn't change that team, it, pre- presuming everybody was fit. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I'm just looking at the side now. No, I don't. I there is no reason to change it. Um, I do understand the the thing about Fernandez. Fernandez is a wonderful, wonderful footballer, but I'm just wondering whether he's going to be a wonderful footballer for us. I mean, he's been here a year. I don't think this season he's got. I well, he certainly hasn't scored a, a Premier League goal. I don't think he's got an assist. Um, and I think it's not his fault what we pay, but I think for that sort of money, we do need to 
we should we should expect slightly more it's true it's true so i don't think that well criticism doesn't help says somebody who's just criticizing uh, i'm just observing i i think he's a fabulous player i just i don't know whether I don't know what's missing, whether there's somebody, a different sort of player he should be playing next to. Um, but obviously, we've got somebody like Gallagher, who's actually working his nuts off. Um, and then you've got Caicedo, who seems to be nicely developing into his role. So hopefully, hopefully, if the, the side progresses, they're doing, things will start to click. Um, but no, I don't think that there's any point in changing the side. Um, I mean, Sterling made me eat humble pie because I've been whining and bitching about the fact that he only seems to do it against relegation teams. And he then basically ripped the best right back in the country. Yeah. Uh, made him look foolish, looked absolutely phenomenal against Manchester City. And it's, you know, it, it, in some respects, it's slightly frustrating because you know he's got that talent and he doesn't do it enough. But he looked brilliant. He looked absolutely brilliant. He looked unplayable. And the thing with Jackson, I think Jackson has... He's not been around for ages, but I think he's a, he's a streaky player in terms of he'll, he'll score goals in clumps and then he won't. And I think that's something that we have to accept and because he is our only fit alternative, I don't know uh, how fit Amanda is. And I, I don't know whether, I don't think he went off on international duty. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, don't change that side. I mean, as we say, we've only got Leslie to come in. Um, unless I want to give a, a debut to, uh, was it Matto, Matto? Um, the kid that we brought from Norwich who looks very impressive every time he comes on but I don't think that's going to be the case I think that uh, Potts will try and keep it as consistent as possible yeah I'm, I'm with you there I mean I think the only thing about Enzo I, I, it's intriguing to hear what, what you say but I think if there is an issue with Enzo it's he, he, I think he's knackered mate I mean he's pretty much played every game since we signed him uh, and I mean, last year was tough, as we all know, and that takes it out of you just mentally, let alone physically. So I, I worry about an element of fatigue there. I mean, look, the bottom line is uh, tomorrow's match is intriguing, I think, for many reasons. And I think it's also a massive fixture for many reasons, not least because uh, we are only three points behind Newcastle and they're in seventh. We're in tenth still, obviously. It would be lovely to, of course, put them... What, what 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 what? Hang on, stewards' inquiry here. We're four points behind them, not three. Uh, I have the league table here, so I will just do a stewards' inquiry. We are on tenth on sixteen points, and you're right, Clayton. You see, Clayton officially knows more than Flash Score, who I nick most of my information from for the preview show, and I shall just prove this uh, to, to to prove that I'm not completely fucking mad. Where do they say it? I know they said it somewhere. Do you know what? I can't be asked to find out. Just accept that Clayton's right and be done with it. Um, yeah, okay. We're, we're four points behind them. They're in seventh. We're in tenth. It'd be good to, A, put them back in their place. I don't really like Newcastle very much, I have to say. Um, 
and it's interesting that they have slipped down to seventh and they're, they're not challenging for the league with their Saudi Arabian money. Uh, but the other thing, of course, is that, you know, I think winning against them on Saturday would, would put us, you know, back in the race for European football, which, of course, we really do need to get. I think the other thing that intrigues me, of course, is that we're playing against a decent side, not a low blocker who will come out at us, which, you know, Poch mentioned it in the presser. We do better against rather than teams of poor quality. They're certainly not a team of poor quality. Having said that, as JK was alluding to in part one, they are they are really absolutely being hit hard by injuries. They, I mean, Anderson, Harvey Barnes, Botman, Dan Byrne, Mankio, Murphy, Target and Wilson, JK's favourite player, are all definitely out. Uh, and Almiron, Isaac, Longstaff and Shara doubts. Tonali, of course, is suspended for betting on his side to lose or win. Who knows? Uh, and uh, Lewis, Lewis Hall is unavailable because of the loan agreement. So, you know, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, definitely out. One, two, three, four, doubtful, plus another. T- I mean, that's an entire team, pretty much. So they are really in the ship with injuries. So and the focus is likely to be the game in the week, isn't it, as well? And, yeah, who've they got? PSG again. Yeah. Yeah. So they I mean, I knew this would happen. Both them and Brighton, you know, can't cope. You see, this is the thing, right? People underestimate how well we did in Europe for years. And, and I mean, even teams like Arsenal to a degree, it's a different gravy having to play European competition every other week and still do well in the league. It sorts the men out from the boys and near fights like Newcastle and Brighton are finding out the hard way, I think. The, the uh, Clayton, another stewards inquiry? No, I, I, I would question whether they are not a side that plays with a low block. I think that Howe is a clever manager and he will know if he's not at full strength. The best way to, to play us is to sit deep. For all their um, sort of progress, they are one of the most cynical and unpleasant teams to play against. Dirty bastards. Dirty. And they're basically, I I don't like playing against them. I think they're really, I don't like the way they play. They're in your face. And I think it will, I don't think that it's going to be like playing Spurs and or playing Manchester City. I don't, I think they're, you know, they don't lose at home. They've got a very mean defence, even though they're, 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 losing quite a few personnel um so i'm not i don't think that they're going to come at us i think they're going to say will you come at us i wonder how that will go down though clayton given the 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 50,000 screaming mad geordies who want them to attack like you know you're not it is it is i don't think they'll care i don't think they'll notice chidge if the if they just boot the ball up the pitch and run after it, which is what you do when you've got the low And they've got Gordon, who can exploit that very well. Yeah, You you mentioned the crowd, but after the game which they lost against Bournemouth, wasn't there a a confrontation between Kieran Trippier and Way fans because they were really hacked off with the way that they played? I don't know. I mean, maybe in, in so far as having the international break didn't do us any favours because we were like sort of on a real high after a mad six days. Um, they just lost back-to-back back games and maybe um, 
it will do them good to regroup. And I I, I hadn't realised, but I I do think that the midweek game probably does work in our favour. Yeah, no, I, I... Because I think they'd much rather try and qualify. Yeah. I think they've got, they've got to get something yeah. in Paris, haven't they? Otherwise, they're out. Or they're out of the Champions League anyway. Uh, definitely, I, th- I mean, I, 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 well, I mean, they, they, because they lost to Dortmund, the pressure's hugely on them to do exactly that. I mean, there are other things as well that I think. Uh, I mean, I know these are weird things, but <clears throat> Potcher's got a very good record against Newcastle. Uh, he's only lost one of his last five uh, up there, and he's lost one of his. Well, not up there. He's lost one of his last five against them, period, I think. And he's lost one of his last seven against Ernie Howe, or uh, uh, not really Ernie, is it? Or is it? Are we going to call it Eddie? Yeah. Uh, I'm just just, uh, teasing you. You, you Yeah, I know. Ernie Wally and Ernie Howe, I think you're getting muddled up with. But anyway, he's only lost one of his last seven against Howe. Our record away to Newcastle is actually... Not so good, uh, I would have thought. I, I, I often wonder whether that was because we always play them at the end of the season after we've won everything and we can't be giving a shit. But we've lost six, drawn one, won three of our last ten up there. But uh, <clears throat> if I whiz down and have a look, uh, I mean, we went on a horrible spate, but that was 2013. That was February, November, December. So actually, we were losing up there not at the end of the season like I thought. I mean, we had that one in 2018 where we got dubbed 3-0 which was at the end of the season after the Lord Mayor's show. But, uh, yeah, so actually it's not a massively happy hunting ground for us. But, I mean, ir- irrelevant to all of that, really, uh, JK, is, you know, two questions, really. Can we match... I mean, you know, we were saying this after City, weren't we? Well, bloody hell, mate. If you lot can play like that, we want to see it every week. And we were saying, you know what, the chances are uh, right now we probably aren't. But can they match the intensity we saw against City and can we be as clinical in front of goal as we have been in the last four matches? Although that's uh, perhaps a, a contradiction in terms given how many they missed against Spurs. But you get my drift. They've scored four goals in the last two games, which a month ago we would have laughed you out of, out of sight if we said that Chelsea would do that. I think defensively they were doing very well, weren't they, before? But the problem we have is just getting the ball in the net. And now that Sterling appears to have got his mojo back and Palmer is being allowed to express himself... Um, uh, I can see ways being created to to create goals, to get past a block, to get past defenses. I mean, I, but uh, I, I think you mustn't underestimate exactly what Clayton has said about the uh, their desire to be combative, because they are. Um, he studied under Simeone, didn't he? How when he was had his year, a couple of years off, whatever it was, after Bournemouth. Bournemouth. And we knew that Bournemouth frequently would. I, I, would, I prefer Bournemouth, actually. Bournemouth, yeah. Would <laughs> Bournemouth would uh, would um, would shit house as as much as they possibly could. With, I mean, they seem to to invent the whole process of um, one of their players going down uh, f- for ten minutes and all of them having a team talk and a and a break. I remember going berserk at um, <laughs> at how uh, uh, in, in that game. I think we lost one nil. Was it that one where he just. Um, um, they just wasted so much time. I mean, the advantage of the um, the new <coughs> attitude this season is that they can waste as much time as they like, but at least the refs enjoy putting back 10 or 11 minutes if it's been ridiculous. Um, uh, that's one thing the refs have embraced, actually, in the Premier League, which I'm rather pleased about. I like that. So, But I wish they would give yellow cards for time-wasting, but they don't. They just let them time-waste, knowing they're going to add it on at the end. 
And I suppose the idea is they just get fed up with it after a bit and realize they're not going to achieve anything. But at the moment, it just leads to uh, annoyance when somebody takes a goalkeeper takes an eternity to kick the ball out and all the players want a booking um, for the goalie. The, uh, the game they played, like they won at Spurs. What was, did they win at Spurs? The game they, they played at Spurs and apparently the it was the least amount of time that the ball had been in play in a Premier League game ever. Yes, Their right. time-wasting was just ridiculous. Pope's really, really bad. Um, He's so been told. Know, He's been told to very, do it. very cynical. Yeah, very cynical indeed. So I, I think that... I think the fact that he's got so few players playing who are the top players uh, won't prevent them from putting it about. I think it's going to be very confrontational. But I think the advantage of that is that um, Sterling will probably get a penalty because he'll rush into the penalty area, as he's been doing with with uh, greater aplomb. Um, as with Palmer as well, I think that I think we'll get a penalty again just because they're, they're, a trippy is a nasty piece of work. And I think he's a very decent player, but he seems to embrace that that attitude Really, really in your face. They're all in your face. I mean, at least Dan Byrne is the most in your face. Yeah, delighted he's not playing. Yeah, delighted. But he also, I saw that Havertz couldn't uh, couldn't stop having a go at them because he, he he didn't enjoy his previous Chelsea experiences there. Um, he should have been sent off for that challenge, shouldn't he, Havertz? Yeah. Um, when playing for Arsenal, but um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's regardless of of how many players they've had out, they'll. They'll they'll compete. I mean, I agree with you completely, Clayton. I think he'll, I think he'll, um, I think he'll defend. I think he'll also try to not expend a huge amount of energy just because they've got the game during the week, and it'll it'll rely hugely on the ball being pumped down the wing for the for Gordon to run after it. Yeah, I think you could both be right there. I hadn't considered that. I mean, it's interesting actually because I think the last two um, games we played. I mean, I know there are idiosyncrasies about both of them, but. You know, and I know, I know, we hate XG completely and utterly on principle. But you know, our, our recent form, I think, suggests that that those early indications that we were getting in the season that we were actually playing quite well, but just not getting the results, was right. I mean, we are third highest in the uh, in the league on XG. Yes, I know it's all a load of arse gravy, but it, it's there. And I think that that maybe that it is indicative. So we shall see. We're going to give you our predictions in a minute, but before we do that, J.K., it's time for this, isn't it? Is it Chidge? They played for both. Oh God! Yes, yes. It's how it gets embarrassing. I'm yes. so going to get you to do a sting for that because I think it deserves one. Right. They played for both. They played for both. Right. Uh, they played for both. Weirdly, last last time we did this, there were 30 City players uh, who had played for both Chelsea and City. This week, there are 30 players that have played for both Chelsea and Newcastle during their careers in approximate uh, alphabetical order. They are off. You go, boys. Um, Gareth Hall, yeah. yeah. Tino Diplomento. Hang, you mean Lewis Hall? Yeah, Lewis Hall. And you said Liveramento. Two. Uh, Ron Jeremy. Yes, I know who you mean. <laughs> uh, Gavin Peacock. Yep. Well done. Well done. David Besant. Yep, he played for. He's played for everybody. He's in this everybody. every week. Yeah. Um. You 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 just hold him back, J.K. 
No, I, I don't know any of them. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Um, oh, there must... Well, there's 30, obviously. Um, you got, you've got done six so far. You should have given me fair warning. I could have... Um, did Damien Duff play for Newcastle? Well, I thought he did, but he's not on the list. Stewards inquiry. I know that um, Nathan's in in the house tonight. So, can you confirm or deny? Because he's not on your list, mate. From the from their website. Oh no, he is. I'm I'm so stupid. I mean, yes, yes he's he called, of course he, he did. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He definitely did. Uh, I don't. I don't. Steve Clark did. I know he managed or was in the management team. No. Did he play for them? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Come on, JK. He's struggling, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, so it, I, it's clue time. Um, many players from recent times. Okay, we... I reckon that there are one. I reckon there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That you should get. So the answer. The answer is yes. Is um? Did David Speedy play for Newcastle? Nope. From that neck of the woods, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh God, this is awful. He played for Hartlepool, didn't? No, he didn't. No. Uh, okay. Joe, so who... Joe Allen. Oh, no? JK's cheating. I can see that he's cheating. Yeah, no, I didn't. I've just thought of you're Joe looking Allen. at a screen. Don't lie. No, I'm not. I haven't looked. I'm looking at Newcastle players, honestly. Okay. Joe, did Joe Allen play? Joe for Allen them? did play for them. Yeah, I, that just came because he was from Hartlepool, so I thought that might be the case. Played for them. Um, I haven't. That's all. I, I, I'm, honestly, I did not look at the screen. I, I, I believe you, J.K. I believe. Honestly, you. I did oh, not. Oh, I'm oh, so oh. devoid of knowledge here. I'm just putting two and two are together. We, are we? I think you're not done bad. You've got one, two, three, four, five. Six seven, uh, that's about average for for uh, you know when we play this. Are you drying up? Do you want some help? Just give give us. It's boring radio time, isn't it? This so a bit. That's why I'm chivying you along yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, chivvy us more. Okay, yeah. Na- name some years of players. Or well, as team. I said, I think they're okay in recent memory, as in Premier Did League you? Premier League era. I can see one, uh, two. Did a did a Chaloba play? No, nope. no, he didn't go there. No. Anyway, one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are nine from the Premier League era that you haven't got. Oh, that's terrible! Oh, uh, Babayaro. Babayaro, well done. It's all us to them at the moment. Did, uh, how many of them did we buy, or did, did they come from? I mean, Peacock, I know came came that way. Well, there are uh, a few more in there, and some of them are recent. What about Mal Donerkey? Nope. Uh, <laughs> right, I'm going to give you thirty seconds. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Granville. Off. Who? Danny Granville. No. You're going to kick yourself when you hear some of these in a minute. Um, 
eight, seven, six, five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. You're out. <laughs> All right. So you got Joe Allen, Baba Yaro, Damien Duff, Jeremy Peacock, Lewis Hall. We didn't get Jeremy. Didn't no, get Jeremy. no, he did. He said Ron Jeremy. Oh, I knew oh, what John he meant. Jeremy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liveramento. Right. And and I said Besson, didn't I? Who you didn't get was Roy Bentley. Okay. Uh, and of course, you know, as we know, there are Gallagher. Us- Huey Gallagher. Yeah, there are loads in here that are like old. And I'm Ted and Nathan very kindly uh, messages me and lets me know a bit about the ones we we wouldn't have heard of. One of it, one of whom is Ted Burney, who made 170, 107 appearances with three goals in nineteen oh six to nineteen oh nine. Uh, Lauren Charvet, anybody? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Angus Douglas, 103 appearances, 10 goals, 1908 to 1912. Died in 1918, aged 29, of Spanish flu. Kind of did vague. Tommy Baldwin ever play for Newcastle? No. Uh, then we have uh, Huey Gallagher, who you, you did mention, who of course everybody should know. One of, I mean, he was a superstar when he came to us. Um, as, uh, as I mean, in fact, he's so famous that Nathan's not even bothered to uh, to put him on his list. So uh, there you go, Mick Harford. Okay. Okay. Tommy Knox. Yeah, me neither. J.K. Oh, yeah, Mar- yeah. yeah. 1963. Tommy Knox. Yeah, sixty-two to sixty-five. Played twenty-one appearances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, J.K. Alexander McFarlane. Uh, four Ooh. appearances. Yeah, exactly. Four appearances between nineteen thirteen and fourteen. Uh. You know, you should know this one, J.K. Tommy Robson. Oh, for goodness' sake! Yeah, Pop, known as Pop. no, 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 not that one. No, sorry, sorry. I'm he did bothered. though, didn't he? Pop Robson played Pop, for both of us. Yeah, Pop Robson did, but Tommy Robson was played for Peterborough. All right. Yeah, I didn't know Different that. One. Seven Different appearances. One. Seven appearances in sixty-five, yeah. sixty-six. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, Pop, yes. Pop Robson, uh, also Pop known Parker. as yeah, yeah. Pop Robson, also known as Brian Robson. Of course, he did play for us. That's right, Scott uh, Parker. Yeah, Scotty yeah. Parker. Well done, uh, well done, Clayton. He's on the list. Uh, John McNichol. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Dave Mitchell. Oh God, bloody hell! Don't remind us. Oh yes, uh, Sam Weaver. I don't know. Uh, Sam Weaver uh, played for us between thir- 1936 and 1939. Scored four goals and 125 appearances. I cannot believe you didn't get this. Okay, the clue would have been he likes strawberry syrup. He comes from Africa. Oh, Denver Bar. Exactly. He likes to play. What can he play? Of course. He plays football. Of course. Denver, Denver, Denver Bar, Denver Bar, Denver Bar. Who else? Who else? Um... He only went there on loan. Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah. Kennedy, definitely. Uh, Patrick Van Anholt. Yeah. Loic Remy. Oh, God, yeah. Kyle Scott. Who? Uh, I would imagine some sort of a reserve. Nathan will tell us. Uh, John Archibald. Uh, he was a reserve goalkeeper who made 10 appearances uh, between 1920 and, 20, and 1921. Christian Atsu, anybody? Oh, he's playing, right. playing for, for Forest now, isn't he? Yeah. No, no, no he's not. Shinatsu was the one that died in the right, Turkey. Died in, in, in Turkey, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, that's right, he was, wasn't he? Uh, mm. And last but by no means least, Ollie Harrison. 
So there you go. Uh, very tough. Very tough as always. So there you go. Oh, I do like a little bit of fun. Right, have we got that out of the way? It's time for your predictions. Clayton, what are you going to go for for tomorrow? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Mm. Okay, interesting. JK? 3-1 to the Blue Boys. 3-1 to the Blue Boys? Yes. How simply fabulous. Yes, I think I may be a little bit over the top with it, but um, given their injuries, given that um, Sterling may be on fire, given that uh, uh, defensively we're doing okay... Um, I think it's going to be feisty, but I reckon we could. Um, I reckon we could do them. I'm. I'm not so sure. I. I. I mean, I was going to be very positive and go for a, a a win for the Blue Boys, but then I've heard what you both had to say about Newcastle shit housing their way to, and of course, you know, being mindful of their midweek game with about eight players out. So I've got a feeling it's going to be a one-all. That's me prediction for tomorrow. I mean, obviously, I, I hope we I win. I think you're maybe right, actually, and I'm I'm really being uh, positive for the sake of it. I want I want them to win three one. Well, I think it's looking like a draw. Yeah. Game. Who's ninth in the Chelsea Fancast Premier League predictions table, and who's a hundred and seventeenth? Um, uh, is that a trick question? If you like. Yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah, not the, yeah. not the one in ninth. No, that would no. be me. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, obviously, I hope I hope they win. You know, it'd be I mean, it would be brilliant if we could win again uh, and really keep, as, as as they were saying in the presser, keep that momentum going. But uh, I think it's going to be a tough match tomorrow because they're bastards, Geordie bastards. It's going to be tough. And there you go. Anyway, um, I forgot to say this at the beginning, so I shall say this now. Uh, as ever, don't forget you can listen to the show live. Every Monday and Friday at around 7.30pm by going to Mixler, which is chelsea-fancast.mixler.com, where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page, as many of you do. And uh, many, I mean, Nathan, for example, has been helping us out. Diane said, uh, Diana said something really funny earlier on. I must go and find this again. There's so many. Here we go. JK, Ernie was the one who drove the fastest milk cart in the West. <laughs> so now we, Not we, Ernie. He wasn't Ernie Howe, though, was he? It might have been. Who, who knows? Maybe in, a, in another life. Uh, right. So, yeah, it's great fun in Mixler, um, as, as, you, as, you, as I say every week, but it really, really is. Now, you can follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast and listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. And, of course, make sure you leave us a glowing five-star review. And uh, talking of Mixler, we have this other thing called Discord, which is brilliant. It's basically like, you know, Twitter slash social media. But just us lot, you lot and us lot who who love the Chelsea fan cast. So, therefore, everybody in there is really lovely and it's much more respectful. Uh, there's none of the arse grave you get on Twitter. You know, I mean, you know, we have a few tiffs now and again, as you would expect, but everybody kind of settles it amicably. There's no kind of like jewels at dawn or anything like that. Um, now, how how do you uh, access Discord? Well, if you join our Patreon group, uh, which unfortunately for you means you have to bung a few quid each month towards it, uh, then you will automatically become a Discord group member. And also you'll be entitled to a Kerry Dixon mini banner. And talking of which, uh, there's about... 30 i need to send out so uh my plan is this weekend as there's no football for me to go to i will be putting banners in envelopes and then go to the post office on monday so you all those who have requested one recently should be getting them hopefully next week or a little bit after if they're abroad which a few of them are of course so uh anyway patreon uh you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast it is that simple 
So there you go. Um, I must admit, I've really, in spite of the fact that I'm still pretty much at death's door, I've really enjoyed tonight. Um, but I'm afraid uh, that's all we've got time for. So uh, we'll be back on Monday for the main Chelsea Fancast show with me uh, and JK and the absolute legend that is Marco Worrell. I cannot wait to see Marco. I mean, I see him every every home game, obviously, but it's lovely to see him on the show. And of course, we'll be looking back at the match against Newcastle and hopefully we will be in joyous form. Uh, quick shout out. We did uh, two in off the post shows over the international break. So if you want your email, uh, I mean, predominantly email, but you can send us a message on Patreon, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Uh, and we will read them out uh, on the next edition of In Off The Post. The email address, of course, is chelseafancast at gmail.com. Uh, and, uh, of course, our own Twitter handles are me at Stanford Chid, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and Clayton at Goalie59. Clayton, as always, a delight and a pleasure to see you, my friend. And I hope you will wave to me the next time we are at Stanford Bridge. <laughs> yeah, it's not be. that I'm taking it personally <laughs> or anything, you know. Yes, of course, I will. No, I've really enjoyed it. It's been great. Yeah, it's always lovely. You yeah, you too, mate. Lovely to see you. JK, uh, we've done three shows in the last week and we're still alive. I think that is an achievement. Whoop, whoop. By the way, Ernie Howe used to play for Queen's Park Rangers and Fulham. He did, didn't he? Bloody That's good why I'm yeah. saying Ernie Howe. Yeah, there you we see? go. Stuck in, stuck in the brain, you see. Yeah. Like Your memory's playing tricks on you. I love it. It, it uh, is. As always, mate, lovely to see you. Uh, I hope I hope you find I hope we all find a dodgy stream tomorrow. Otherwise, we're going to be a bit <laughs> stuffed on Monday, aren't we? Talking about yes. the game, but there we go. Such is life. Uh, you lot in Mixler, well done. You've been brilliant as always. Lovely to see you too. Uh, everybody else who's listening to the podcast, thank you for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.